What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Rip City Rundown podcast. We took a quick hiatus last week by no fault of our own. Um, it was actually a really depressing time to talk about the Blazers when we normally record our podcast Tuesday night. Um, we blew a lead against the Warriors. So then we were like, we're going to push it back to Wednesday night. And then we lose to the Pelicans the next night. So we just scrapped it for the whole week. We actually scrapped everything for the week. But we're back and running. We will have an Off the Trail, for those that don't know, Off the Trail, our second podcast where we just talk about, or actually two of us per week, always with West, just talk about anything other than the Blazers, hence the name Off the Trail. That'll come out most likely on Friday. And today we're just going to keep on discussing the Blazers. We have some wins to talk about, which is nice. Nurkic is questionable tomorrow night, so hopefully he could be coming back. And Nurkic, we got a little thing to talk about with Nurkic when it comes to our personal brand. We'll get into that. But I'll uh, send it to uh, West um how are you how are you doing tonight how are you doing doing good blazers what are we like 13th in the west we're actually yep. 10th now no we're wow. not. wow win less oh we're tied for 10th. Oh. we're tied for 10th. oh it's big yeah okay we're tied for 10th we were ver- we are a half game at a 13th um also san antonio and houston are really fighting for who can be really ass but that's fine okay and so, us but anyway yeah but the fact we're in the top 10 is i don't know not the top 10. <laughs> 90 percent of the teams are. are in the top 10. Um well, we're in the top 10. <laughs> okay. Good back-to-back wins against Orlando and Detroit. I mean, I'm not <clears throat> not taking too much stock into it. I didn't watch much of either game. Um, I'm just glad we won. I think if we had lost both of those games, uh, uh then I think we would have been full on tank mode, but we didn't, so we live to play another week. Um, Nurk is questionable. Nurk's love for us is also questionable <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna get into that real quick it's really not that deep because i think nurk is somebody you're, you're kind of making it deep though you keep tweeting about it i just tweeted about it once well um, I, I guess i guess i saw it on instagram too. what happened cole uh nurk blocked us on twitter which was to my surprise and could have happened a while ago typically i'll see his tweets on my personal account but yeah he, he blocked us but he's known for blocking a lot of people it's, yeah it's probably because we out of every player, we've been the most critical yeah. of him when it comes to the future of the Blazers. So uh, I'm not going to lose a lot of sleep over it. He can do what he wants to do. And then, you definitely and, think you got to think Nurk has a burner. Though. Yeah. The reason I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I was kind of shocked is because like I like to think like we pride ourselves on not being like negative fans. And like we actually tend to bring out a lot of positives, even in our time of like questioning Nurk and his future with this team. We still continuously said, we're going to continue to support him and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, it probably is just like he searched up his name on Twitter because NBA players do that. He saw we had a lot of talk about him just in trade talks in general, in the positive or negative, And he was just like, I don't want to see that. So I'll block it. But, and, and for the record, I don't think anything fine. that we said was out of pocket or like not worth mentioning because that's just part of the future. I mean, let's not yeah. kid ourselves. Are we going to win a championship with Yusuf Nurkic at center? Probably not. That doesn't mean he's a bad person or player. That's just that you have to beat 29 other teams every year, and there are at least 10 other teams with better centers than us. And, you know, Nurk just plays in an era where being seven feet and, you know, just being a Bosnian beast, he's literally, he is a beast, but he is big and he is pretty slow-footed relative to these other NBA players. So he's just yep. in the wrong era. Like, it's more of a there's more of an emphasis on athletic wings who can shoot the three. And I, I give him credit for expanding his game. You know, he had a nice little run there where he was shooting like 50% from three. That's great to see. 
but you know, defensively, I think his best days are behind him. On the other hand, though, a positive that happened last week, but we weren't able to talk about it in the podcast last week, is uh, Shaquille O'Neal reposting one of our Instagram posts on a story. Yep. That's that's kind of insane. Twenty nine million followers. I wouldn't even insane. seen it if a follower didn't DM me. So shout out to that follower who DM I mean, me. You got to think Shaquille Neal's just the most notable probably face in basketball other than Michael Jordan, probably, and LeBron. That's not playing currently, yeah. He's up I mean, there, yeah. yeah well, it's just five. because that he's he's on one of the most entertaining sports shows. Like, I feel like no one who knows basketball he's in com- knows, who, knows who, yeah, everyone knows who Shaquille Neal is, so yeah. that was pretty cool. That was pretty but, cool. But, okay, that's that's just the quick things we wanted to get out of the way. I'll send it back to you, Cody, back on the NERC. Uh, NERC's coming back. Um, how do you feel about that? We've uh, seen a, Eubanks has kind of started to struggle recently, and it's 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 time. We need Nurk back. We need him. Yes, we do need Nurk back, especially on the the defensive end. We've lost some many notable games without him as our starting center. And as much hate as our fan base gives him, including like you said, us sometimes look at us. He blocked us on Twitter, but at the end of the day, he is a huge piece for this team if you want to succeed. Because look what we've done without him. And I was. Um, about to agree with Wes about being on the tanking train after blowing that Golden State game and then losing two winnable games against the Pelicans and the Hawks, which you attended, Cole. I want to hear about how that personal experience was in a second. But I realized what I haven't at least talked about on this podcast since it happened is Damian Lillard's 71-point performance great, against great, the Rockets. Um, great pool. Can we just, like, can we just dive in? We've got a lot because- to cover. Hey, we do, um, I do. We do have a lot. That's what happens when you take a week off. Uh, for let's just talk about that quick. Uh, Cole, I remember you talked to me one time about how you're able to look at like the best regular season performances of all time and based on like great efficiency. Point. And yeah, points. I'm gonna go look at that right now. I want to see where Dame is there because it was pretty freaking efficient for yeah. 71 points. I mean, Cole, you... no, the thing was, the thing was, Donovan Mitchell. Okay, anytime he scores 60 plus, it's just insane. So nothing to take away from Donovan Mitchell. 71 points, he did it. In overtime, he played a lot of minutes. Dame did it in 39 minutes. Yeah, first that player is ever a to college do that, basketball game. That's a that's college level length. Uh, fifth yeah. best game of all time. Actually, it is lower than Donovan Mitchell's game. Believe it or not, uh, I gotta think it's because D. Mitch. Uh, I want to see what his Better other stats, stats were. Elsewhere? I, I would assume that's what it is. D. Mitch had 11 assists and eight rebounds. That's okay. That's insane. And he also shot very efficiently. Not. He shot 64% from the field, 46 from three. Dame yeah. shot um Dame shot 57, 59 from three. He still had six assists and six rebounds. Um obviously he did it in less minutes though. Yeah. So he that, did that's it in the thing that impressed me was doing it in 39 minutes. Not to make it a competition. Mitchell did it in 50 minutes. So but well, still eleven assists is wildly impressive um did we just lose cody i don't know where he went we lost welcome him. back cody uh see we worked through some technical difficulties a lot of technical you, difficulties a lot of technical difficulties but we're here you mentioned dame's 71 point performance before you know you left but you're back <laughs> so i will give you the floor i'll give you the floor okay. tell okay, me well. tell me what you wanted to get off your chest i just want to say like this is such a historic performance and like other than Wilt Chamberlain, like, other than, okay, Wilt Chamberlain, Kobe Bryant, that's the highest scoring game in NBA history. Like, Wilt Chamberlain's done it like six times, scored 70 plus 
including his 100-point game. But then Kobe Bryant's the only other player, and you mentioned one more, Dave, David who? David um, Robinson. David Robinson did it once. Like It just shows how... And people are still not going to put him in the top 75, which is just a joke because so many players that are in the top 75 that played in the 1990s, 80s, 70s, 60s, they are not dropping 71 points in today's era. I'm sorry. It's just... It's just ridiculous when people are still going to compare his and, and say his you accomplishments un- un- as well. Can you unmute yourself, Cole? We are just on a heater today. But Cody, it was against the Rockets. What do you mean? The Rockets today, tanking for Wemmy, are better than any 90s team. Okay, just kidding. That is complete cap. <laughs> I'm kidding. Flip <laughs> that. Clip no, that. but it's like, if it was, the argument is like, if it's just the Rockets, then why doesn't everyone do it? Yeah, well, a lot a lot of people have been cooking this year in Ciroc. No, yeah. It's still 71. 71 is Dame's still underrated, and I think a great example of why Dame is still underrated is because he did not start in the All-Star game, and the guy who started instead of him is right now yeah. out of the league because he can't put a gun down. Yeah. Check my TikTok. Yeah. That's yeah, we crazy. saw it. Um, all right. Uh, something yeah. I want to bring up, kind of combining the two, Dame and Yusuf Nurkic, is the fact that how important this return from Nurkic is. The fact that the Blazers are 19 and 15 when Dame and Nurk play together this year. Now, obviously, it's not the largest sample size, but there's a reason why the Blazers have been on a slight tailspin recently. It's because we're missing Simons and Nurk. And the tweet I put out, the reason Dame has to carry, and the one that you were talking about earlier, I don't, I don't remember if it was offline or not, West, but the starters right now consist of two castaways, which, by the way, both of them are playing well for the Blazers. So I don't want to just say they're two castaways, but that's what they are. Uh, an undersized minimum contract center, and the bench includes a 19-year-old rookie, a second-year undrafted guy, and a career six points per game player. So, as much as we've been on and off on Nurk and disappointed with him, we can still recognize how big his value to this team is. And this this schedule gets tough this week. We're about to play Celtics, 76ers, the Pelicans, who are also in a tailspin, but they're still solid. And then later in the year, we still have the Clippers and Timberwolves. We have a tough schedule left. I think it's the second toughest schedule left the entire year. But getting Yusuf Nurkic back and then soon Amphrey Simons, this team is like, it might not get back to the 10-4 and level, but it's going to be better than it is now. This team isn't as bad as... This team is better than 31-34. and Or whatever our record is right now. But, I mean... That, yeah. Dame is just doing everything like he can he kind of has to though it's kind of it reminds me of 2017-18 run when he would just do all the scoring and ba- basically his whole his whole career if he doesn't know, make this year we're this year he doesn't make about, if he oh, doesn't make first team all nba this year that's yeah, gonna i'm gonna be pissed well, well expect that so all i was saying how this year he's gonna be a passer and assists and he was kind of doing that earlier but then everyone got hurt so now he's just dropping 71 points and, and we're still losing games what is he averaging so. like 32 i think like 32.3 or something it's crazy he also got his third career triple double yesterday i don't know if you guys saw that yeah um, but, but you know you know you're you know I hope we did my man won 30 yesterday you know your team's oh, hurting shit. without nurk when you know your team's hurting without nurk when dame's the leading leading the boards and yeah, and Josh Hart's gone, and just sucks. Yeah. Speaking of Josh Hart, the Knicks are doing good, which is good for the Blazers. Just wanted to throw that out there. 
think they're like nine and zero now with Josh Hart. Which congrats to him. She's opposite of the Pelicans pick from last year, or whatever. But hey, hold on. Is right, uh, what's the sarcasm? No, it's not sarcasm. Well, it no. might not or it might be, but it, Josh Hart um, comes to the Blazers last year. Starts off, starts it off with the Blazers, and it's just wonderful with the Blazers, and it's great. And we go on this four and zero stretch when we get Josh Hart. Then the start this season, Josh Hart ten and four with the Blazers hits a game winner. So about Josh Hart and starting new seasons, new places, and he's just great. I think this one's going to stick though. I think he, I think it I think is he's too. He's a Tibbs guy. He fits very well there. Um, speaking of playing the Knicks this week, so I don't forget, I want to go ahead and get into our predictions for this upcoming week we got four a, games and a it is trip, a tough right? one it is a tough one is the last four games of our road trip no i believe it's the last how many it's the last three games plus a home game to end it off the week we go at celtics at 76ers at pelicans home versus Knicks. i think the celtics are for sure without robert williams and then maybe without tatum he didn't play last night who knows um, but just quick record update. We've only actually predicted nine games on this podcast. I think me and Cody, when we were doing one together two weeks ago, we predicted some more. I forgot to write them down, but the records consist of Cole is four and five on the year, and these aren't exact each games. Wes is three and six, and Cody is one and eight. Because we're picking the Blazers to win and they don't win. <laughs> no, they're no, no, no. <laughs> the funny thing is when you weren't on it, Wes. We played the Warriors, Thunder, Lakers, Celtics, and Cody. I think we went th- we went two and two that week. And C- Cody, we went loss, win, loss, win. Cody said win, loss, win, loss. So technically, yeah. I was owned for a week. But okay, Celtics. Do you think we get the win against the Celtics? Nope. No. Uh, yeah, I tend to. I want to start getting good on predictions. So I'm just going to take an L every time. I tend to agree. Um, Sixers. No. Nope. I tend to agree. Cody, you said no. Pelicans. That's no, going to come no. down to be a huge game. I'm going to say we win that game. Pelicans suck right now. Um, and then next. Well, we just lost to him at home, so no. Yeah, but we'll have Nurkic back. Mm, That's going to bring some we, value. I think we went at home. I uh, yeah, okay. I, so you, one and three. I think we go two and two. I think the value of Nurk and then hopefully Simon. The statistically possibly... smart play is to say we lose every game. Yeah, it is. But that's not what I believe. Um, but well, let's, I believe, uh, believe in wrong all season. <laughs> hey, remember beginning of the season, Cody? What you what did you say? Like ten games in, like Blazers are, are legit. Blazers are, are legit, legit boys. And then I, done this I, like I, we do this and, like once a month where we like remember our expectations weren't great in the first place, or so we're actually doing just fine. Yeah, no, that's no. why. That's why I'm not like in a bad mood about the Blazers. Uh, I'm not in a bad mood. I'm just in a stale mood. I've felt this way for ten years. It's just stale at this point. <laughs> it's like I'd rather i'd I'd rather be really bad than where we are right now. It's. I just want to be a playing game. Okay. So yeah. Hey, that's a topic we did want to touch. Uh, we kind of talked about it last podcast: tanking versus not tanking. But well, at you this point, to bring something up west. Yeah, well, I, at this point, personally, I would rather just go ahead and make the playoffs because we've we've set that let that ship sail. The tanking ship has sailed. We just beat two teams we'd compete with for tanking, and we beat them. So that ship has sailed. Okay, we if we tank, we're gonna get the sixth pick. We're just gonna end up with another high potential guard who takes five years to develop. And once Dame's a grandfather, he'll finally become a good player. 
So, you know, the timelines aren't really fitting. But the million-dollar question that a lot of fans have been talking about, and we will talk about it now, make the playoffs versus tank. There's draft capital at stake. There's, I guess, technically cap space at stake with when it comes to, like, what you're able to offer players due to what kind of picks you have. I don't know. And then you're also, you know, the protections with Chicago is definitely a question too. I know you you talked about it on Twitter a little bit. I think it really doesn't matter in the end if you can remove the protections from Chicago. And a lot of people are just assuming we're going to. And while I believe we will, we haven't yet. So right now, it would be more beneficial to miss the playoffs and make until we get the protections with Chicago sorted out. To make the playoffs and miss. Make than miss. But of course, Joe Cronin is going to do whatever he can to remove those protections because you need to unlock some picks um, to throw it to all and beat in the summer. I would say, okay, look, from a winning the championship standpoint, we should think it's just... I mean, I understand the future picks, but oh yes, I feel, I feel like what's the best way? What's the best way to acquire winning talent for cheap? You draft the t- in the top four. Yeah, but no. like you said, that ship has sailed. So I th- I don't think there's value yes. in uh, everyone's like let's tank for a lottery pick. Where and but they're doing that with the thoughts that we're going to get Wimbenyama, and but I just don't believe deep, that'll too. happen. That's deep. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it is again NBA scripters. It's NBA scripters at the end of the day. So <laughs> okay. even, if we were, even if we were the worst team, we would not get Victor. But come on, from a fan standpoint, let's make the playoffs. I just, I just want to watch a playing game and have that thought of, oh, the Blazers have to win this game or we're out. I just want to have that. Dude, I just want to have. Watch. I just want to, dude. I just feel so stupid by saying this because it'll bite me in the butt if we end up in a series with this. But what if we play the Grizzlies in the first round? Who's the two seed right now? They well, might I mean, not have Jaw. They're not, not going to be a long series. It's going like five at worst for us. We, look, we're winning. We're, we're pro- uh, <laughs> I, I, we're we winning. wouldn't be the favorite in any of these, even though like I would feel confident. I would feel confident. I'm not going to lie. Okay, guys, here, here, here. let's do something. Let's do something. Brandon Clark's say, hurt right now, right? He's out. He's tore his Achilles. Brandon Clark's hurt, so if he doesn't come back, it's not going to be a long series. West and Jaw. Who knows what's going on with Jaw too. Jaw's gonna shoot our team, and then we're gonna lose. Okay, hey, 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 <laughs> okay, so hey, here we go. Hey, I got something. So I like to be monetized here. Um, I'm gonna say a team, and you're not gonna say if we're favorites. No, no, no. You're just gonna say, can we realistically beat them? By realistic, I mean realistic. Like, a lot. Yeah, that, that's, that's a wide spectrum. Okay, but by, I get it. Let's say realistic. Like we have at least like one in five odds of beating them. Okay, twenty percent. You gotta think one in six. One in six. Okay. Lakers, yes, yes. Utah, yeah, yes. Clippers, no. Okay, I say yes. Dallas, it's a playoff series now. Dallas, Dallas, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes. Minnesota, yes. Okay, Warriors, no, no, because we have. I don't care. There's something about us. We can't beat them. Yeah, I'm gonna, no. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. And Steph's back. That that's my first one. I'm gonna say no to though. Okay, Phoenix. No. No. Sacramento. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Cody, they're great. Do, they're I'm, great. I'm gonna say they yes. West. West. It's no, no, the yes. Kings. But Cody. 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 West. You know. West. You know what's crazy? It's you know what's crazy? the Kings. You know what's crazy? Low I don't key care. Are, you might say are winning. Well, LeBron Memphis. on them. 
Okay, shut up. You might think Memphis, our win in Memphis is the best of the year. Low key, the season opener against the Kings in hindsight is the best one of the year. They are lighting the beam right now. But they are the Kings, so I'm going to say yes. It is the Kings. Just just get that across your mind. I don't care. You put LeBron, you put MJ, you put Shaq in the prime. It is the Kings. So that is a yes. Yes. So Memphis. Yes, we can beat them. I, I think we can beat them because that's a team similar, similar to us with Golden State. I feel like we kind of have Memphis's number. We beat them a lot. I'm gonna I, go with. I'm gonna go with. Okay, sure, we could, but I don't think we would. No. And Denver. Before you say no, no. just think about it for a second. No, no, no dude, no. 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 All right, all right, all right, Dame right, had right. 55, and we couldn't do it. All right. So you know, the Norman Rocco. Now, now we have freaking Cam Reddish. Okay, you you named three teams. So here's my proposal situation. We make the play and beat the that team, make the playoffs, get matched up against one of those teams you named. The two teams that you said would beat us, one of us knocks them out. So it's us and the good team. The good team gets hurt randomly out of nowhere. And then oh, boom. Here it, it is. Here it is. Here it is. We get we make the plan. We win the plan. We play the Grizzlies in the first round. We beat the Grizzlies. Then we play the Kings in the second round because they were the three seed and they have home court advantage yeah. in the first round. Uh-huh. And the path looks just as similar as it was in 2019. Suns and Golden so you're, State you're or assuming, Denver not each other. We're the, we're the seven and the seven two here? Yeah. Or the six three? Okay. Well, then I was going to say, you beat the Kings. You get to the Western Homes Finals. You hope KD tears the killings again. You hope Devin Booker gets suspended. And then you make the finals and you hope there's an Amber Alert for Jason Tatum because he's missing. <laughs> I really hope people didn't take that whole segment seriously. And the odds of all that happening? Are zero or point zero zero one. I just described the Raptors championship run, though. Did I not? You did. You did. Yeah. Well. Um. My yeah. Our point is like we surprisingly match up decently, assuming we're healthy against many teams in the West. The East, you can argue differently. I kind of have a take to get off my chest here. Oh. No. 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 It has to do with the parity in the league. Okay. So. What? I I think we think we match up well with teams because there's not a super team that we have to play every year. Like I think it, I think the Warriors being good for so many years like reset the standard on what a good team is. Like I don't That's think true. we beat most of these playoff teams. There's really oh good yeah teams. no the, when I was answering but the, yes can we stop with the matchup. We don't match up well with any of these teams right now. Drew Eubanks is six eight and starting at center. Who do we match up well with? <laughs> But like I said, the only teams that I said I wouldn't feel like we have a chance against is the Nuggets, the uh, Suns. Suns, and even the Clippers. Dude, I think um, we have a more we have more of a chance against the Mavs than we do the Kings, in my opinion. I think the Kings are no, legit. yeah, and that's why that's why I answered. I just say the, the Kings, Kings are legit, boys. I think the Kings are great. No, they're really I just, trash. I just say that because they're the three seed and they're probably going to stay up there. That's just like if we were to make the playoffs, we probably wouldn't play the Mavs unless we get like the five seed or the four seed or something. So going Memphis and Sacramento is a great road, though. Bro, if it's, we it's play the Lakers in the play-in, we can we can win that. So I don't want to play the Lakers. I don't want to play the Lakers either. Why not? Well, because like at the end because of the they day, have the greatest player of all good. time. Yes, it's just it. it's just offense versus offense. Like, first off, while the dude, they have like great. every single player. Or no, that no, we no, not offense, the... not offense versus offense. I'm sorry, they can't score, but it's just gonna be our offense. Cody, they have every single player that we won at the deadline. They went out and got. <laughs> That's true. They are a, they are better now, and they got rid of their 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 threat, West, Russell Westbrook. But um, who just went across the town? 
The Clippers are in, I, um, I don't think we beat the Clippers either. I'm telling you, dude, we don't, I get, I guess when Ant comes back, hopefully. Um, but right now, like the Warriors, that game against the Warriors that we lost exposed us a ton because they did everything they could to stop Dame. He kind of got stopped. He did, he got his numbers, but he couldn't will his team to win. And everyone else just literally pooped the bed. Yeah. Like that's what's going to be in the playoffs. And that's what, like literally every year in the playoffs, it's okay. Dame's going to torch him game one. This is this is what it was for four straight years. Dame's going to torch the other team in game one, but we're going to fall in a close one on the road in Golden State, and it's a must-win game two, and they adjust. Dame has a bad game, and the rest of the team sucks because Aminu, Harkless can't hit a three. Now it's just Reddish and Bible. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is a brutal way to think about it, but um, it's just... I, I'll, all, give, I'll give this I, iteration credit. I think Simons is... More explosive than CJ, so you get lightning in a bottle. And I think Thibault's the best wing defender we've had, and Jeremy Grant's good too. But may, hey, maybe Nurk's the missing piece because when I think about it, this team has talent. I mean, it, we're getting the best version of Dame ever, a Wait, good co star. But, but, but Wes, when you think about it, when we did have Jeremy Grant, Dame, Simons, Nurk playing together, what happened? We blew our 11 and 4 record and fell to the 13th seed. So can you say that with a straight face? No. Okay. Well, what are you thinking, Cole? I'm just thinking, like, I think this team is not going to win a championship this year. They're probably not going to a first round game. But the lack yeah. of having the big and the lack of Simons, literally having no one else other than Jeremy Grant occasionally to go out and get their own shot, is a reason why A, Dame is having to go on the run he is. And then B, me, why we're not playing well. Can I ask a question? What? What is the most ideal result okay like realistically would it be to get grizzlies kings and see what happens i think it would be to yeah make the plan and then get out of the plan and play like the grizzlies or kings in the first round see okay. what happens and what's the worst case scenario would it just be to like get the 13th i think the worst no no the worst case scenario is get to the get uh honestly like get to the plan and lose in the plan because then you're not getting in the playoff game and you have like the 12th best odds. And okay. at, 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 to be honest, that's probably the most likely thing that will happen this year. That's exactly what I was about to say. What in the past 10 years of this franchise has made you think that the good things are going to happen? We're due. <laughs> We're due. We, we, used up, we used up all our Dunas in 2019, to be honest. Yeah, we didn't true. even get all of what we could have since Nurk was out. That's crazy. Like that was like the most luck filled season. And we still had like one of those unlucky things that happened of this team's history. Um yeah. let's talk about some good things though. I asked you guys to bring one thing that has impressed you this year, and then we'll get into the bad one thing that hasn't impressed you. I'll just start it off. And again, these can be as broad as possible or as specific as possible. Um the people we brought in, Cam Reddish and Matisse Thibel, I've been very impressed with them. Because like that tweet said that I read earlier, they were castaways. They weren't playing at all on their last team. Thibel has come in. He's shooting 40% from three right now. That's all you can ask for from him because you know he's bringing the defense. And then Reddish, I've really liked what I've seen from Reddish. He's averaging like 14 points, probably at this point now, like three or four assists and a couple rebounds with the Blazers because he just had eight assists last night. Um, he is shooting like 48 40 and 94, so almost 50, 40, 90. Again, short, small sample size, just 10 games. But what I've liked a lot is I've already seen growth from him from the first game he played with us. 
and that especially defensively. I saw some plays la- plays last night and then against the Magic where like he's actually going up and challenging people at the rim and doing a pretty impressive job at that for the position he plays. He's doing a good job in zone especially. He's got he's I don't know his steal stats, but he's gotten a couple big deflection steals. I think that for the expectations and for what I was expecting to see this year, they have exceeded those tremendously so far. And then I got to see it up close and personal too in that Hawks game when Reddish had like 24 or something. And I think that, I think he has a, I think both of them have a future with this team. I don't think it should be as a starter necessarily, but if you tell me, if you tell me right now that the start of next season, both of those guys are coming off your bench, I'll be pretty happy. So I, I've been very impressed. Very is strong, but I've been impressed with the two uh, trade deadline pickups. Mm-hmm. I would, I'll go. I guess. Okay, you want to go? No, go ahead. You go. Okay. Um, I'm going to be super boring on this one. Damian Lillard. I'm going to go with the fact that Damian Lillard is averaging 32 in a season where people thought he was supposed to decline. Um, this has given me some new hope when it comes to the Blazers' title aspirations when it comes to Dame. Because I think Dame just, in my head, I thought maybe he was going to exit his prime in one or two years. I think he's got like three or four years of his prime left. You know the way he takes care of his body, the the way he the way he plays the game now. Like he he's not relying on his athleticism so much. I mean, he still has his burst, and we talked about that a lot. He can still get by guys at will, but you know he's got a he got limitless range. You know he can get whatever shot he wants without having to like put an insane amount of strain on his body. I wish he didn't have to play as many minutes, but the fact he's averaging thirty two in a year where people thought he would decline. And after the first game in Sacramento, people were like, oh, did Dame lose his burst, blah, 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 blah. And then he has just since then averaged 30, and then he went on a crazy tear, got to 31, and then in one game scored 71 points and bumped his scoring average by like a full point, which is insane. So he's averaging 32. He's gunning for the scoring title. If he gets it, that'd be a nice little feather in the cap. Um, that's what I'm most impressed with. It's It's got to be... It's got to be up there with all-time seasons for the Blazers in terms of points per game, right? Statman? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly. He's never, he's in, never the last, just high. in the last 25 games, he's averaging 38. 25 games. 25 games. That's that's over a third. That's like a third it's of the one season. One of the best stretches, I, I have to think, in like modern NBA history. I don't want to be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Dame has never averaged over 31 in a season he hasn't no no he like barely got to 31 year he but touched 30 in 2020 but this man just continually moves the goalposts so I, I don't even know i'm just so impressed yep me as well that um okay yeah anyway what i would say was just kind of like team vibes of the new team and damian lillard because every press conference interview um instagram clip i've watched from whether that was Thibault or Lillard, has been positive. And, you know, Damian Lillard, after a loss, like, oh, we just got to keep trucking and fighting. And it just, like, it makes me think we really aren't tanking. We And if the Blazers are secretly tanking, and I don't know about it, they're doing a pretty good job hiding, hiding it because from my perspective, it looks like we're really trying to make the playoffs, really trying to win games. So I would say that is what makes me at least feel good because last season I was sure we were tanking. I had no hope that oh these boys are trying to make the play and no but like this this time although we're in a similar position i actually feel like 
they're trying to make a run and do something as they should so and that that's a valuable thing having just good vibes because like i get like we can go on a losing streak and i think it all or we've been losing a little bit and it all stems from damian lillard but having a like straight-minded leader in the locker room and then bringing in a guy like Thibel who clearly just brings good vibes and having just like a cohesive locker room that's just a valuable thing i don't care if you're winning or losing so i i agree with that i think that's that's something i'm glad we have and for a negative i'm just gonna throw it in there all right Um, yeah go Go jeremy grant what are you doing boy um yeah cool talk about talk about cooling off i mean okay he's overall if i were to take just his general season right now yes still exceeding expectations and i'm really happy but Man, from the beginning, he was up to, what, 40, almost 50% three-point percentage. And it's not like he's getting harder looks nowadays or anything, but, yeah, just cooled off massively. And it was a big sample size, too, early on. Like, I was, like, generally thinking he can sustain this number or at least, like, stay in the high 40s but for three-point percentage. But yeah, um, That would have been insane. I mean, but completely falling off. Is he even yeah. 40 anymore? Let me check. But I don't think so. But yeah, in his last 25 games, he's shooting 44% from the field and 32% from three. Yeah, so yeah, he's because he's dating that girl you were saying. Oh, so wait, Cole, just quick question. When you posed the question to us earlier, are you saying most disappointing thing of the season? Wait, sorry, what'd you say? Most disappointing thing of the whole season or just, just recently? The... In general, whatever. If you want to say season, okay. I have a, I have okay. one that's more season long. Mine is season. I'll, I'll go ahead and jump in. But mine. I think that's a that can be a thing. That was that's yeah. yeah. To defend Jeremy a little bit, I don't think forty four percent was sustainable. But sure, he's fallen off a cliff recently. That's fine. I agree with that. Um, mine is going to be. I was torn between doing two different ones. I'm going to go with the lame answer again. I'm, I am going to go with injuries, but I'm going to say it in the way of like, it's really just hurt our interior presence and our rebounding which is literally why we're bad because our offense is insane with Dame. our defense has you know and i think it's improved a little bit with getting more athletic and more lengthlier at the deadline but let's just start with the obvious elephant in the room the gary payton experiment that injury just derailed that experiment i thought it would work he's an oregon state guy he literally comes here for the money jets back to be with his dad steph curry i guess um that was obviously really annoying but that was because of an injury justice winslow he has been out since prehistoric times i do not know what's up with that man he was supposed to play like that pj tucker role or like you know don't shoot that much um but he's 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 a big six seven he's a good facilitator and he was a good rebounder we've we've lost him yusuf nurkic obviously that's the big one for why our rebounding is bad um and, and I get that every team has injuries. Um, I mean, look at Jalen Brown. He has like a fractured face right now. He's playing, but he's still injured. But just the Winslow and Nurkic just combo has just killed our rebounding and our interior presence. And it's frankly why we've been really rough. It's one of the main reasons. So I would say injuries that has led to why we are not good. Yep. And then my disappointing thing is and I think it's more maybe just so for me, but it's the lack of like a major jump by a young guy. And that's uh that's relative. Like I had a higher expectations for saying Nasir Little to make a jump than I did Keon Johnson. But I think he's played well though. 
I agree. I th- I think some of that isn't even like their fault. I'm disappointed that Nas hasn't seen more minutes. I'm honestly disappointed that he hasn't had more of an opportunity to start. I said at the beginning of the year, I thought he was going to be the starter and he was going to come. And I remember reading his basketball reference page. They gave a prediction. They thought he was going to average 13 points per game this year. I don't know what he is at, but I got to think it's like seven or eight. Um, and then he also got hurt. So he didn't have a opportunity to really, really get going. I think he's coming into his own now. Watford, I think, has been kind of the same as last year. Again, that this is on a different level than Nasir, but he's been a gaping hole defensively. Like he's really bad when he comes in defensively. He makes up a lot of it on offense. He's a really skilled offensive player and he's better than Eubanks offensively, but defensively he is terrible. Shaden and Jabari, I didn't have expectations for them, but obviously they're not like lighting the world on fire. Um and then yeah, that's why I was like I yeah. in my notes I was like not even gonna mention them, but I ended up doing that for some reason. Um and then Keon, he looked great in the summer league and he looked honestly not that bad in a couple of the early games, but anytime he comes in now, like and he has to play meaningful minutes, hasn't looked good. But again, that's not a huge one. And then the final thing is like I'm kind of disappointed we got rid of Greg Brown for Archon Diacono, who's like twenty eight and probably never gonna do anything with this team. Like I was always like Greg Brown is like playing the wrong sport and he's just an athlete, but he was still like twenty and he brought good vibes. So kinda sad we got rid of him. But that just had to go with the young guy theme. But yeah, that's it. Do you think you think Watford's been our best young guy? Sharp. I would I say sharp. I think I, sharp. I, I do think sharp has had like I think the highest highs and also the lowest lows. I think sharp's made the biggest jump out of anyone. Probably I'm gonna go with Watford. If he was at ground zero, then to start. I'm gonna go with Watford because he's also made a massive leap, and he's actually been a huge part of the rotation. He's actually been able to do something that no other Blazer big has been able to do, where you get the ball out of the high trap from Dame, and you're able to facilitate an actual four on three for once. Um, And also, I think he's just been more consistent. Like you said, sharp higher highs, lower lows. But Watford, I think, has been a steady. You know, he you almost feel like Watford's like a veteran, but he's still like, oh, you know, he's super- definitely got that. He's he's seen, he's got his IQ is through the roof. Yeah. But again, like defensively again, not like, the, like Drew Eubanks has him in good defensively when he's starting. And when Trent and Watford comes in for him, the defense is just awful. But then again, well, that's because he's not supposed to be playing center. And, you know, you could also say Sharp's been trash on defense, too. So yeah. mm-hmm. it, it's um, hard to ask young guys to play good. De- I mean, I think you. You definitely give Sharp more of a leash than Watford. Like you expect Watford to be better, but Sharp also projects to be better because he's more athletic and longer. Yeah. But but that was good. I agree with all those. Because I do think if we are going to win a championship, it's not obviously going to come from free agency, or it could come from a big trade. But it's going to also gonna come be... from our guys developing. And I think um, Shaden saw plenty of time. This isn't even directed to him, but like we're going to need like an Asir Trendon to like. Make that Dame, jump. jump. It's Dame mm-hmm. Sharp, Mikhail Bridges, Grant, and Nurk. Nurk on the hey, I would love it. I, mean, I think it's either. Well, I don't want to talk about it, but I I was gonna say Embiid instead of Mikhail Bridges, but I don't know why the, the Sixers would want Ant since they have Maxi. They're kind of the same player. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's all we got. Another uh, conversation for another day. We will yeah, see. My uh, computer's gonna die. Here in a we second. will see you guys. At least you'll see the two of them in our next off the trail, which probably will come out on Friday. 
and hopefully we come back and the Blazers have a good, like, solid two and two week. I think we would all be happy with that, with the mm-hmm. schedule we have. So hopefully we come back to more day masterclasses and to a fully healthy roster. You never know. Uh, but with that being said, we'll see you in the next one, guys. Peace.